You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. An error occurred on Twitter. (laughs) An error occurred on Twitter. Wait a moment. Please try again. This has been happening a lot lately. Do you know people can hear you? No, we're not. Oh, we are live. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't realize we were live. I didn't push it. I'm getting. I'm getting an error. Oh well, it is what it is. So we'll just start the show. Offensive coordinator was offensive coordinator in New England during all those championships. He came to Denver. I never in my life was more prepared for a game than the years that I played with Josh McDaniels. They took preparation for a game. For me, it was on some psychoanalytic. For the the meeting on, on a Wednesday, and he would lay out keys to victory. This is how we win the game. Every time we did exactly how, what he said, this is facts, bro. we won. He said, look, when they line up in this formation and you're their linebacker, they're running a deep dig behind you. He said, at the snap of the ball, sprint to the hash mark. He said, if you turn around fast enough, you got to pick. If not, it's going to hit you in the back of the head. Like, like, like that. And so we did that for six weeks. Yeah, facts. We, facts. Wait, wait, facts, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm about to hear kick on the twist. <laughs> you turn. We, we, get, we, get, we get to San Francisco. We play San Francisco. We end up losing to San Francisco. We're supposed to beat San Francisco. Okay. Here's what happened. Our film guy got caught because we had to share a stadium. Got caught filming their practice. That's the Belichick way. Say it, now, say, now say it again. Spygate? Say it again. That's the wait, Belichick way. Wait, 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 wait. Spygate? Our film guy got caught filming their practice. One week later, Josh is fired. Josh tried to say the film guy, who was his boy that he grew up with, I had whatever. We started out, I believe we started out 6-0. We ended up 8-8. After that, that, that junior spy gate happens. The junior spy gate. <laughs> we lose six out of eight games, and I bullshit you not. Once that losing streak happened, we was, we, was, we was having breakfast. We was in there. It was like, damn, man, I knew we wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> we was cheating. <laughs> we was, <laughs> was cheating. <laughs> no, oh, oh, everything. Nigga, we was cheating. Belichick way. Hey, 
That might explain why he has never left New England since. What's that? Frank, Carl, how, listen, how many years if you ain't cheating, you ain't. Whoa. Whoa. The, the conviction with which he tells that story says to me that there's not a single part of it that is a lie. No. And I mean, well, for ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hump Day Hotline. <laughs> that was a bombshell that um, that was released today or yesterday, whenever it was released. And DJ Williams. But a bombshell. Um, yeah, absolutely. It was. It's true. Like you can't deny it. It seems like now that players from that era, um, from those teams are like retiring and now they're like not mm -hmm. under the umbrella of the NFL. They're not under the umbrella of the New England Patriots or whatever regime that they were. Now they're just or, speaking freely or afraid of not getting another job. Right. Like, right. I don't want to say something out of fear that I might not get my next contract with whoever. Yeah. And, and so now, you know, you have these guys coming out just being truthful and not really just they have nothing to fear and and then you know what they say uh you know <laughs> drunk mind speaks sober thoughts and they're yep, yep, <laughs> they're yep. uh they were drinking a, a lot on that show i don't know if you watched the whole thing i got a chance to watch the whole I thing didn't get a chance to they were very honest about a lot not just that it was a lot going on that they were honest about on the episode so i'm gonna check it out man yeah for those that don't have context that might be popping in now we just showed a two-minute video of dj williams and brandon marshall was there they were both members of the denver broncos when josh mcdaniels was the head coach of that football team and basically talked about the fact that they were filming other teams practices and josh mcdaniels would then go into the pregame week stuff not pregame but the 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 the, the, the week before and give the script to the players and tell them exactly what to do to the expressed point of as per DJ Williams. No, no, no. If they're in this formation, you need to make a beeline to the hash mark. Otherwise the ball's going to hit you in the, and turn around or the ball's going to hit you in the back of the head. So basically it was savant esque, almost like he was predicting the future and it was, and it was working because he knew the plays that they were going to be running because he was filming their practices, which then leads into Spygate. Right. And they called that the, Spygate Jr. Like that was what they laughed about there. <laughs> yeah. But then it also bleeds into, you know, what we saw, I think it was last year, the year before when the, the Patriots were caught filming the sidelines of the Cincinnati Bengals. And now obviously, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's obvious that this is just who Bill Belichick and, and the coaches that came from under him. This is just obvious. This is who they've been. And, you know, it's, it's, it's discouraging. You saw, you saw, and I'm not saying Sal Capaccio said that this is why the Buffalo Bills right, practiced right. indoors, but you, you kind of get the feeling that like, okay, this game is important. It's the playoffs. We right. don't want to take any chances. So you, you get the feeling now, like this comes out and that's the first thing that all the, the people, the reputable people who I trust, Sal Capaccio, you saw, um, who was the one that I sent you? I sent you somebody else who said it, I believe. Or yeah, I don't remember. It could have yeah. been in that. But there are people who we who we trust saying, like, this is the first thing that came to my mind, seeing that right. the Bills are practicing indoors. Right. I don't know, man. Like, that's it's a damning, it's a damning video. But even when you look at what I was talking about, which is when they were filming the Bengals, when they were filming the Bengals sideline, it was like, well, why would they want to film the sideline? Because if you take the film of the sideline and you mirror it, just like our screens in front of us. So I've got me on one side, I've got you on the other side and you take the game film and you mirror it with what's going on on the sidelines, which is all the signals, all the calls, all the hand motions, all that mm -hmm. stuff, the checks and things. It, it basically is a playbook. The, the, yeah. the, the, the Patriots end up with a playbook, a script, if you will, of what's coming so they can look across the field they can see what they're signaling and then they can call in plays to the inside linebacker 
the mic, whoever's got the, the ear set in his, in his ears. I just, and, and it also speaks to a rant that I've been on for a couple of years. And I, and I, it doesn't happen often, but it's come out twice in the last couple of days because of the guys getting fired. You know, I, I've been very, very critical of the quote unquote Belichick coaching tree that does not exist because no, there isn't a single former assistant or former coach on Bill Belichick's staff that left from his staff. And Mike Vrabel does not count because Mike Vrabel was never a coach on Belichick's staff. He was just a player on Belichick's team. There is no coach that has ever worked out, no assistant, no coordinator, no nobody that's ever worked out. In fact, they've all flamed out horribly, horribly. The only one that had a margin of success was Josh McDaniels that we now have discovered through this testimony that he was cheating. And it makes you wonder if these guys, that's what they're doing in New England, because more often than not, it seems like Belichick knows what the other team is going to do at any given moment, and he knows exactly how to beat them. I'm just going to leave that there. And we can and we can show proof even in the Buffalo Bills games. There, there, there's, there's proof existence out there that used to come up on Twitter that whenever the Buffalo Bills had a new head coach, the game would be very close the first time we played Belichick. And then the second time, he'd blow our doors off because he kind of knew, we thought, what was going on. All that to say this, though. You have to wonder if the other coaches, the coordinators and stuff, when they leave, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, pick them, Matt Patricia, Mangini, uh, B- B- Bill O'Brien, pick, pick one. I don't care. Joe Judge, that they're not filming when they get to the. So when Joe Judge goes to the Giants, he's not doing what Josh McDaniels did, which was film his opponent's practices. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So, like, there was yeah. no, there's no winning culture. There's no mystique. There's no genius. It's literally cheating. And uh, and it's, it's a tough conversation to have now, too, because especially like with in context of where we are right now, we play them Saturday night. So, yes. you know, sorry, sorry. I, Daniel, I wanna... Gower, Daniel Gowers, yes, okay. Flores also part of the Belichick yes, coaching tree. But so I, I really want to be careful because like not careful in the sense of not saying what we want to say, but I want to make sure that if there are any Patriots fans listening, this is not like this is not about this weekend. We're not we're not um, talking about just to say, hey, they're going to cheat this weekend and they're trying to beat us in the playoffs by cheating. I mean, maybe. But that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is like this news came out today or this clip came out today or yesterday. It became a huge conversation piece. And I feel like it would be completely irresponsible of us at least not to discuss it and with the game coming up correct with the game coming up correct it's damning i mean even if it what if if the bills and the patriots weren't even in the playoffs but this came out today i still would want to talk about it because it's just one of those things where it shows the culture and it shows year after year after year um I, i just can't you can't make me believe that that team would have been as successful as they've been if this wasn't the culture and and then i mean i again i know you said you didn't get a chance to catch the whole thing but no LeSean McCoy had some good points in there, too, where he was just talking about, like, look, Tom Brady is the guy that made that thing work. And I know a lot of people feel like, you know, it's a system. And, it's, and Bill Belichick had the system. And Tom Brady, you know, yeah, he he made it work because he was better. But, no, look, the fact is, is it really – is is Bill Belichick really the coach that we want to give him credit for? Now, the 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 football fan of me wants to say yes. As much as I hate the Patriots, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick is is he's the all time goat coach and all this stuff that we've been saying for years. But but mm-hmm. when you consistently have 
these things, these type of things, if everybody in the world says the same thing about you, <laughs> it's true. newsflash, it's not wrong. It's not, it's not everybody. You know, it's if true. everybody, I, I can't remember who told the joke. Actually, it was Cat Williams. And he was talking about like Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston and, and like a bunch of stars on drugs, like, you know, people with addictions. And he's like, look, if everybody calls you a crackhead, you know, yep. like, it's not, is it, look, you're, you're, you smoked your kneecaps off and, yep. and the, the you're going to tell us that you're the only person left that doesn't know it is you. <laughs> yeah and, and so at this at this point it's like is bill because then you look at what bill did prior to new england he's the same guy he's the same coach yeah yeah before he was in new england he wasn't successful this way what what changed yeah a tom brady but then b what changed i just don't understand how the how the nfl can continue to look the other way and i wonder if it'll be a situation where you know as much as bill is getting older is it'll just It'll go away because Bill's going to go away. Does that make sense? Like, all of a sudden, there'll be a surprise resignation. It's time for me to retire versus right. the NFL cracking it open 20 years of, right, winning and and crazy franchise yeah. dynasties, two decades of dynasty. It just it doesn't look good for the NFL if that's the case because you got to – they're culpable, in my opinion, for letting it happen, letting it continue. Like, how do you go through Spygate? And how do you get all those fines and all that stuff and then deflate gate and then get caught filming the, the, the Bengals sidelines. And like, there's no real punishment even after that. Like, I just, that's that to me, that to me, that, that video, it just put a pit in my stomach. I was just like, Oh, this is disgusting. And then for a guy yeah, like LaShawn McCoy for shady to sit there and be like, we, I got beat by him. What? Six times, eight times. I got beat by him. Maybe, maybe, maybe not eight, maybe seven. I think that he won one game against the Patriots. Like, I don't know, dude, like, it's just not great. Yeah. It's, if you're, it's um if you're, as if you're, a fan of football. Yeah. You know, not even a fan of the Patriots or not a fan of the Bills or not a fan as a fan of football. That right. has to make you sick. Like it just has to make you sick to your stomach. For sure. And that and it goes back to what DJ I mean DJ Williams at the end wasn't happy about we be cheating. He was like disgusted about the fact we're cheating. Like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean because what it in the players uh, you, some players um and the way he spoke, you could tell that he wasn't privy to everything that was happening. He was like, okay, I'm getting coached up. Yeah. This is what I do. And when I listen to my coach and then you realize what the heck was going on, it's like, dude, we were cheating. Like at right. the end of the clip that you played, he's like, right. we were cheating. <laughs> like, you right. know, and it's, it's man, it, it makes me, it makes me sick to my stomach, but Hey, we yeah. can, um, <laughs> we can pivot if you want get, get to the, well, let's do the Man. show opener, ladies and gentlemen. And and there was a little bit of a hiccup. So if you're watching this on YouTube uh, post live, I got an error when I went live, and I was wholly focused on the error that and the ex red exclamation point that I got for me. And then spent, I'm like, this isn't working. We're not live. Spence is like, we're live. I'm like, oh, well, great. You know, you know, people can hear you, right? You should you should leave that for the show, man. You got to leave it for the podcast. Like you have to. Like, yeah, the um, bloopers got to stay. Blooper reels, blooper reels. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast and podcast network. My name is Joe Miller, and I am the co-host of the Hump Day Hotline alongside my great friend, Jay Spence, the king. What's up, Jay Spence? Now that we're 18, 14 minutes into the show, how are you feeling? Hey, I'm good. I got, I got, took a nap. I got yeah. some rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Look at this. Chris Janky's in the room. What's up, real Chris Janky? It's good to see you, buddy. Oh, you missed the, you missed the the what? What's the word? The the excitement. So we started the show with a with a podcast thing from DJ Williams. So Chris, you might want to jump back and watch that when you get a chance to. Maybe we'll play it at the end of the show too. But it's Hump Day. 
So oh, jump on hey. everybody coming in late. So we might have to show it again, like at the, the 50 minute mark or something like that, just so people can get their references. But uh, yeah, not great. It'll be interesting to see how this game shakes out, especially with news like that. If it, if it looks like, man, they've got our number. They know exactly what we're going to be doing. Yada, 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 stuff like that. But uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's pivot. Like you said, and move on to something else. Let's start with, we're not even going to talk about the jets game. Can we just leave the, 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 Regular season in the past. I don't think there's much to talk about from that Jets game. Do you? Um, I mean, we could talk about some things because, you know, we don't have to talk long on it. But let me ask you this. Going into the playoffs, yeah, the game that we just saw, how comfortable are you overall with everything? Like, you know, great so, question. So, hey, hey, are you comfortable with the defense? Are you great comfortable question. with the running game? Are you comfortable with quarterback play? Are you comfortable with special teams? I'll tell you where I'm not comfortable freaking special teams and i've been the loudest horn for special teams for the last two years i've been doing podcasting saying that special teams matter and sunday buffalo yeah we won we won but but bills fans if if at this point if y'all can't get with me and and understand why i'm saying special teams matter geez man geez yeah no for sure and i'll uh well first of all special special teams what was with micah like catching everything off the bounce he won bounced everything Almost on purpose. I, yeah, I feel like it was on purpose. I feel like it was more of a, you know, like, okay, I'm not trying to really field it. I don't want to get hit. I don't want to, right, right. you know, obviously you can fair catch it, but I also feel like um, the conditions out there made it so that way, like, look, catch the bounce. If there's room for you to kind of gain four or five yards, fine, do it, but go down. Don't take big hits. The thing is, I still didn't like that, even though yeah, he, yeah. because I feel, I'm not saying anybody's dirty. That, that's not where I'm coming from, but. I feel like anything can happen. Even you going down, those guys still following you to touch you down as opposed to just touching you down. Why? I don't know. But yeah. I don't want to risk my guy. He's the second, third, second best defender we have right now. Sure. I, sure. I don't want to risk him getting any injury. You don't want to say guys are dirty, but we just established at the very least Josh McDaniels is dirty and probably his head coach too. Um, how do I feel was the question that you asked. And it's funny because I've been trying to figure out how to cart uh, – how how to design a tweet that would get what I feel out. So the defense I'm totally secure with, to- like completely secure. I'm excited to see what we've been seeing from the ground game. Your interview last night with uh, with Reggie Gilliam was fantastic, and you led football wise. You led with a fantastic question, which was, "We've been critical. Everybody's been critical. You guys know it hasn't been going well. What's been going right?" To which you said, "We're just." playing harder which I, I don't know that i liked that answer because then you followed it up with a perfect question well why didn't that happen in week one and there really yeah. wasn't an answer there so i'm happy with what i've been seeing from the ground game i loved booby's response at some point when you were talking to him i don't remember exactly where it was when he just said we would stroll into games knowing they couldn't stop us on the ground i would love to see that as he said swagger from this team from the ground game i would love to begin to see confidence beaming from them that you know what, we're going to run the ball and they can't stop us. Even when we run it, we might not run it a lot, but when we run it, you can't stop us anyway. I'd love to see that swagger. So I'm happy with that. Where I'm not sure of is who this football team is. I've said since the Bills lost to the Colts, I think, which is when everybody talked about it just being a flawed football team. This is a flawed football team. I don't know if I'm sold on the fact that this this football team is has great players, great components. If they can find a way to put a, an entire game together, all facets, which they have not done, they could probably destroy any football team in the league, but they're flawed. There's just something there, whatever it is, I'm just not sure. 
letting bad teams stay close until the fourth quarter. Then they put three possessions on them, stuff like that. Or if this is the situation, and this is in the chat with Yumi and Bruce, this is what I was alluding to, and he said he couldn't do it with his stew. He'd have to redo all of it, and it's a bunch of work. It's 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 a known fact that Josh Allen's numbers at home this year because of the weather have not been as good as his away numbers, which makes the first group of people go, well, that why is Josh Allen not playing good at home? Well, the caveat to that is, well, the reality is, is the other guys that he's played against have played worse. So in all those games where Josh Allen's numbers are down at home, the opposing quarterback has played worse. Nobody's outplayed him at home this year. So I'm stuck between this. Is this football team flawed? And there's something wrong and they, whatever the hitch in the giddy up is, we haven't discovered yet. They have great potential. Or is it a situation of, no, these guys are legit and we're just not playing in a dome. But if we were playing in a dome every week, it might look like the Saints game every single week. Does that make sense? So I'm not sure. And I don't know how to put that in a tweet. Like I can't craft a tweet because it's too much information. I just know there's, it's one of those two things. They're either a flawed football team. Or the weather at home has really kind of made things not great. Nine nine home games this year. That's the other thing, too, that we kind of miss is there weren't eight home games. There was nine this year and bad weather at all of them. Every single one. And we don't have to go into I know all year, really. It seems like everybody has been on the discussion of dome or no dome. So right. we don't have to go there. But but one of the things that I, I also it, it kind of annoys me that for years we've we've been taught and kind of trained to mentally feel like bad weather is an advantage for us right. now I'll, I'll agree with you to the point because you made some good points when we were talking before off the air and you may have said it on the air but there is a there is something to be said about um people who live in warm climates yep. coming to cold climates and playing in it just like just the weather being chilly like cold okay cool but that wind that snow sleet mm -hmm. the rain all that stuff it is not it's not helpful it, no, you know it's not, it, it's not it's an advantage not for us it, well the, you gotta you have to so you have to clarify or quantify the word advantage. It's not an advantage for us when we want to execute plays to some extent. However, it is an advantage when you listen to Lee Smith's mic'd up and the Falcons players are like, how do people live in this and play in this? Like, I don't want to be here right now. And the Bills players are yucking it up on the sideline. I mean, that's, that's the advantage. The advantage is at some point right around the end of the second quarter, the other team is heading for the bus. They're done. Like, we don't want any more of this. Like the weather, I don't want to tackle. You could tell at the end of that Falcons game, we talked about it. They didn't want to tackle Josh Allen anymore. They definitely didn't want to tack, tackle uh, Devin Singletary anymore because it's cold and it hurts. And that's what we're going to see this weekend, right? I mean, we're going to segue into the weather here in a second. It's an advantage. The problem I have is, you know, and then Josh Allen comes up this week and he's like, I got poor cir circulation in my feet. It's like, build the guy a dome. <laughs> Just build the guy a dome. <laughs> build him a dome. Just, right just now. Build him. Let's do it. He's, he's, you, you've got him on a $300 million contract. Build him a dome. Give him yeah. a nice home with a big put give him the biggest bedroom in the house. You know what I mean? Like just give him bunk beds or whatever he wants. Yeah, just give him a dome. Go ahead. You yeah. that and, and well, I'm I'm John, with all respect, we're gonna get to the I'll I'll bring your super chat up, but we're not okay. there yet. So I gotcha. don't want to go to the playoffs because we were still talking about a topic. So I'll get to you. I understand that some people are over the Jets, but yeah. there's a yeah. reason why we're talking about it. So um, like I said, so special teams is is one of the areas that I, I wasn't too uh confident in another area that i'm i'm kind of concerned just based off of what we saw sunday i feel like the the, the connection between josh and steph is there again and i love that now it, it a it could have been it, it could have been based on incentives you know like oh we're gonna feed you the ball so but good it, it still worked yeah. the thing is though i'm i'm really 
I'm really discouraged with how they're they're still trying to force Cole Beasley to be like the guy in the slot. Like, and I understand that he's been Cole Beasley to us for a couple of years now. Yeah. But if you look at the performance of Cole Beasley throughout the season, he's not Cole Beasley that we saw these last two years. So at this point for me, the offense looks completely different when Isaiah McKenzie is on the field, when he's taking those snaps. And I'm not saying completely get Cole it's been off. A, it's been that way for years. It's been that way for yeah, two years. Like the, the 19 and 20 was that way. Let's let's get it. You're not you're not wrong at all. I think, it, but and Fina and I talked about this, and I think we talked. And Beasley was included. The way they're using Beasley is different this year. They're not using Beasley like they used him very well in 2019. He had a lot Absolutely. of he had a lot of a lot of cool routes that he was running, of which you and I've talked about that he scored. He scored like three or four times on the same route. Uh, that little thing where he fans out to to to, to like the right and then cuts back to the center and the middle's wide open and then he jets straight up. They haven't run that in two years. They haven't run that play in two years. Now all they're doing is those little drag routes with him. That's all they're doing. He's doing nothing else but kind of some drag routes and maybe some fades to the sidelines. I think it's more about the way they're using him because they don't want to go backwards, which is what Phoenix said. You never want to do last year's game. You want to do the new thing because they yeah. catch up to the last year's thing. And it's, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, it's, I want to see more of McKenzie. I want to see him get more touches. I don't want to see him get the bulk of the offense. But I want to see it makes no sense when they're not. He needs to be a focal, not a focal. It's such a weird word. He needs to have significant, important plays, but not, but he's never going to be the focal point. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But, but at, like you said, it, it doesn't need to be the focal point, but he absolutely is a big part of success. And we yeah. need to figure that out. We need to be successful again. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, we were very successful in the red zone with Isaiah McKenzie on the field. Right. Right. We were very successful um, just on fourth and third down. Uh, all season, we haven't been the same, which is why Sean McDermott hasn't trusted the team the same on third on, on fourth down to, to still yeah. go for yeah. it like we used to. When you have Isaiah McKenzie on that field and like defenses have to adjust. So th those are the only areas of concern that I really I'm comfortable with the offensive line. Like, geez, I'm comfortable with the offensive line. I'm yeah. comfortable with Devin. If this is if this is what we're getting from Devin going forward, cancel all that stuff. I was saying I'm not saying like he's a true like Saquon Barkley out of the draft RB one. Yeah. But with the quarterback that we have, we don't need a Saquon Barkley out the draft. What we need is somebody that can move the chains or move right. get four four or five yards on first down. That's what, and that's what Devin's been giving him. Yeah. Javante Williams. No, it's funny because I was uh I drove to Home Depot after work today and uh and the post or the afternoon show was on just because I I popped off a podcast and like that was on and I caught one caller who said, Isn't John Feliciano healthy? I think John Feliciano's healthy. Why hasn't he been playing? And and Bulldog was just like because they found a guy that's better, <laughs> and that speaks to your point about the fact that you know the reality is uh, that uh, I'm comfortable with the offensive line right now as well. I think the the Jets def defensive line is formidable, and so they had two really good games, and then they played a good de Jets defensive line and still played a good game. I think that this defensive line is is where they need to be. the The weather makes me nervous. It's going to be freaking cold, but yeah, mm -hmm. so. Alan, yeah. So in that football game, Alan was visibly getting frustrated. There was—I've never seen them not on the same page like they were in that game. That was the first time I've ever seen that. Where and it wasn't just one player. Davis was running the wrong direction. Knox was running the wrong direction, and you saw Alan a couple times. I think twice. You could noticeably like, what is going on? Like, how are they not seeing? And for those that don't know, just so everybody understands, most of the routes in an NFL game plan from an offensive standpoint are what they call option routes. And what that means is everybody has an option. 
So it isn't, hey, you're going to run to the bottle cap and you're going to run to the corner and you're going to do an out and up or something like that. It literally is, we call a play, there's protections in the play and there's formations in the play. And when the receiver goes out to the line, he reads the defense, where he's being played, where the safety is, where his man is. Is he shading him inside? Is he shading him outside? And that determines in his mind what his route is going to be. Josh Allen stands there when he's at the line checking, reading the same thing. Oh, he's shading him inside. He's going to do an out. He's going to do an up, whatever he's going to do, blah, blah, blah. And that's where that whole not on the same page thing is. So when a receiver goes out and turns out instead of in, that's dependent upon where the safety is standing. So if the safety is shaded in, he should go out. If the safety is shaded out, he should go in. And that's where a lot of that miscommunication comes from. It's not as simple as we think it is. That's why when I put that on Twitter a couple weeks ago as well, that the NFL is the only sport that gets harder the higher the level you go. People got mad at me. Have you seen soccer? Soccer is really hard at the professional level. I'm like, you don't understand what I'm talking about right now. It's not the same thing. But, yeah, so throw John DeFazio's uh, Super Chat up there just so we can get it. Let's get it. And I mean, we, we can we can start to um, kind of head get towards it. the playoffs now. Yeah. Uh, so John says, fellas, I'm already past the Jets. We are too relevant. Yeah, we are too. Let's get into the game Saturday. My thoughts, New England adjusts and returns to running a dime and blitzes. East, easy, easy fix or East fix. McKenzie gets involved with quick with quicks the entire offense up. So what okay, he's and going, I know he already apologized for uh, yeah yeah typing, and what, so what he's going for is he's he he feels like that we're going to see Belichick run the defense he ran last year when he had what was it seven defensive backs on the field six or seven defensive backs on the field at the same time uh, what's up Sophia uh, so it'll be it, hmm. so my next banner is the weather forecast for this game is three degrees to kick off with negative degree feels uh, feels like temperatures what effect will that have on the game my this is going to lead into what john's saying do we are we living in a space where we we know what the patriots are going to do i put a tweet out half serious half not i just have this feeling that the patriots the only thing they can do in this game is run the ball and they're probably going to get 240 250 yards to the ground i don't think it's going to be enough because 250 yards rushing means nothing when you've got 20 yards passing like literally means nothing. It just means that you hand the ball off the whole entire football game. What are the bills going to do though? We know the Patriots aren't going to pass the ball. The bills are going to try to stop the run at all costs and make Mac Jones throw the ball. But what are the bills going to do? Are they going to come out 60, 40, 65, 35? In fairness, I feel like before we can answer that question, can we just talk about really quickly how healthy the team is? Nobody. Um, Yeah. Everybody's full participant. So the, the injury report today Cole Beasley oh, um, had Cole. a limited day due to yeah. well, he, it was a it was a rest day, so he's not yeah. injured. He just didn't um, fully participate. F.A. Obato's full with his ankle. Emmanuel Sanders full. I thought Emmanuel was done for the season. I really did. Yeah, but me too. He's he's part, participating fully. We're completely healthy, with the exception of Trey White being on injury reserve for the which year. Is in, which is insane. Well, and Justin just Zimmer. Justin Zimmer's on IR as well. So uh, Justin, touché, touché, touché. yeah. So which Justin Zimmer's a big loss, but yeah. Go ahead. So, you're gonna. I mean, you're, you're gonna lead off that, yeah. Well, so with that being said, if so, the the question now becomes, what is what is the coaching staff gonna go wanna gonna do? Are we gonna go back to what we were trying to force early in the season, where they're trying to make sure Emmanuel Sanders gets his touches, and they're trying to make sure, you know, like, are they gonna do that? Are they gonna try to force the run when it's not working? If what if we start off the game and it doesn't work? Um, is Sean McDermott gonna be that coach that we were all like, why are you? forcing him why are you forcing right. these guys to run when they can't do it? so what what is it what what version of the buffalo bills are we going to see this week 
in my opinion, I think it's the playoffs. You do what you do best, and I think they need to just let Josh go out there and air it out. And yeah, and by air it out, obviously st- you still want somewhat of a balance. But I need to see, I need to see Josh out there doing Josh things. Yeah, it, it's. I just don't know if the weather's conducive to it. So, in one of his pressers as well, he talked about you know he was asked the question, "Are you going to take something off of it?" Because Steph has now. I asked that question to John. John, do the wide receivers go back to the huddle and be like, "Bro"? Can you please not throw the ball as hard as you can? It's seven degrees out here. And John's like, well, they kind of look at each other and they kind of know, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of inferred or implied. And then Steph said, he, no, I straight up told him, like, you need to slow down. <laughs> this isn't going to work. And then Josh said, you really can't change it. You can't change your motion. You can't change the way you play because if you do, it can get yourself in trouble. And I don't know because if you look back to that Isaiah McKenzie game, he had a lot of touch on his passes. There was a lot of floaters he threw. He wasn't rifling the football as hard as he possibly could in that in that game you lived in buffalo you grew up here i i grew up here it was one thing to play football in the snow with snow pants on and it was 25 30 degrees you'd be out there sweating you take your skull cap off and you'd be yeah. sweaty underneath dude at five degrees you're not well, even that's what I said to Reggie last night because Reggie was like, Well, I would have been outside playing football. And I'm like, dude, your moms would have called you in. And he was and he laughed because he <laughs> right. knew it was right. But I right. mean, realistically, you're yeah, you want your kids to still be outside and have fun. We're in Buffalo, get used to the snow. Get, but at the same time, school is canceled because it's one degree outside. Like right, it's not right. even an S on that bitch. Like, you know, like it's <laughs> one degree. It's bring your ass inside. So when, when it gets like that, it's like, it's there's a no different up, There's no S on the one, bring your ass inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also for, I see it in the comments. I just want to, um, I know, I know Ike Buck, Bucker is out. We were specifically talking about starting caliber players. Ike was a depth player for our team. He wasn't yeah, yeah. like, he wasn't a starter at the beginning of the season. So yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But but yeah, no, it, it's cold, man. It's a whole different, it's a whole different thing. So and, Josh, and for, go ahead. Well, no, I think I feel like we might we're gonna go into the same place with this. I feel like this is the game where the growth from Josh as yeah. a passer, this touch passes and these um throwing people open with timing and doing all these different things. This is where we're gonna need to see it because you can't throw those darts and mm-hmm. expect. Uh, not to break people's hands and not to, you know, like it's, it's a different type of, it's a completely different type of game. Yep. For sure. No, it's uh. so when you say we're going to have to see, you know, Josh be Josh, I just, I'm not sure that I'm ready to relegate that to him throwing the ball 45 times. Like we saw in the last game, which he should not have done. The wind was a factor in that game on Sunday. Why they attempted, or Saturday, what Sunday, what, uh, why they attempted 45 passes, I have no idea. So the wind was howling. The wind was hitting the side of my house. It was man, like I could hear it. And, it, and it it didn't really catch my attention until the third quarter. And I was like, man, it's really windy outside. Like, And they're not really making that much of a big deal, big deal out of it. I think he can take this ball o- or this game over like he did against the Falcons, where he just started running the ball. He just yeah, became no, dominant I- on the ground. So Josh has many facets. The question is, is what Josh are we going to get? Are we going to get you know, vastly inaccurate, throwing the ball way too hard, making balls uncatchable. So he's forcibly accurate, but making him making the ball uncatchable to his receiver at times because of how hard he's throwing it in the weather. Or is he going to throw, you know, is he going to make the balls catchable? I guess that's my question. So you, you, you talked about maturity. I like that. I like that idea. I like the the notion of seeing him mature screen passes. Yeah, I mean. Hey, I don't know. Mafia, real quick, not to cut because I, I thought you were done with your point. You're I, good. We, we can finish that. We can finish what you're saying. But um, one degree Celsius is 33 degrees Fahrenheit. 
So when I say one degrees Fahrenheit or one degree Fahrenheit, that's a completely different beast. One degree Fahrenheit is negative 17 degrees Celsius. Right, so I right. like, come on, come on, Calgary. Like, let's, let's, let's chill. Let's chill. But no, you're right. The, the maturity uh, from Josh is what we need to see. We need to see him uh, not take chances. It's the playoffs now. You got to protect the ball. And that's one of the things that Reggie talked about last night on the code of conduct. Like, you got to protect the ball. No turnovers. We can't have foolish plays. We can't. Look, I get it. But. Against the Jets, it doesn't matter, I guess, but you can't have a ton of three and outs. This is the playoffs at this point. Now we need points. So if if it's at a place in the field where you're not comfortable going for it on fourth down, we need to get to a point where we're kicking field goals because yeah, we yeah. have a guy that can kick field goals. But Don't can punt. you? But are you going to kick? Them? Oh my gosh! Yeah, let's not go there. But are they going to be able? I mean, can you execute a field goal? And how far of a field goal can you execute if it's zero degrees outside? They were talking about that today too. They were talking about that on the radio, just as far as what the football does, what it looks like, how it, how it flies. It just flies. It, it's like kicking a rock. It, yeah, right. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah. Shout out to John again for the super chat. He says, love to see our offense go to a mix of RPO with the quick game and a nice mix of screens and off tackle runs with motor and Josh tempo. That's the heat and sub zero elephant in the room Bates. I've been saying since last year, maybe even 19, we weren't doing this show in 19 but I believe I had some early overreaction shows where I talked about this, but I said it last year for a fact that Josh Allen is better, better when he's in rhythm and it's up tempo, not hurry up. But when Josh Allen is snapping the ball with 16, 15 seconds left in the play clock, he's a way better quarterback than when they're dragging it down to three and two in one second. I don't know why that is. There's just a rhythm and a speed that he gets into. And I know that's not great. If you're playing a team like the Patriots, and you want to limit possessions. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's a great point. Tempo is a big deal for this offense and it, for Dable's offense, and it has been for years, but they don't. You just mentioned Dable, and I know this you wasn't you weren't mentioning him in that context. Can I also like just real quick to go back to the just briefly for the Jets game? Yeah. Can we stop asking to fire Dable when things don't work in offense? Because because it was clearly miscommunication between Josh and the receivers. It mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the plays that were being called. Brian Dable has led us to a top five offense two years in a row, and we're going to lose him. And next year, depending on who we get, there are going to be a lot of complaints. and You're going to be like, oh, I miss Dable. It's what you do. It's, it's so funny. Last Sunday when, when Andre Roberts returned, to, not this one, but the one prior, when he yeah. returned to punt for a touchdown, everybody, oh, I miss Andre Roberts. When last year when I was ex- Extend Andre Roberts. No, get rid of him because he's not. Y'all, y'all just got to come on, man. Come on. I'm sorry. I just had to get that one out. I had to I, get that one out. I feel like he loses touch with the flow of the game at times. I'm not saying that he doesn't. He's not a brilliant mind. We've talked about this. I think he's a brilliant offensive mind. I'm not sh- so sure he's always in touch from a play calling standpoint. And when Josh only threw that graphic up there and it was like 15 pass attempts and he only completed two of them and they weren't even next to each other. It was like incomplete, incomplete, incomplete reception seven incompletes reception five incompletes there's a moment in there where brian brian's the guy that has to be like okay right let's let's settle this down let's find some rhythm let's find some flow call some easy play some easy passes things they do really really well it just doesn't seem like sometimes they do that i mean they went from punting nope not once in two games to punting nine times like in a row Against the Jets, and against I, again, Jets. I'm not. I'm not I'm, <laughs> that sounds so bad. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Jets. They have some some guys on defense that. So the defense stepped up, but mm-hmm. for the season, that was one of the worst defenses, 32. offenses, everything 30, in the league. Rank thirty two so, in the on, in the on defense. Thirty two. 
so to me, it's unacceptable to have a uh, again. It, it it's the same conversation. We scored more, but it's the same conversation from when we played against the Jaguars and you score what was it six points? It's yeah. the same conversation that that just should never happen to where you're punting that much. And for the love of God, can we please get a punter this offseason, please? I'm surprised that they haven't figured something out as far as you know, uh, letting him hold. Like they, I, I asked somebody about this. Like you've seen teams do a uh, a kicker, a kickoff guy, and a kicker. So they have a kickoff specialist and a kicker, right? Or a, kick, a kickoff specialist and then a, a place kicker. What's wrong with having a a holder specialist, Matt Hawk, and then there's a I think there's a punter on the practice squad. Let that guy punt if he can punt the football. Mm-hmm. Let him punt. You can bring up Triggs thing. Uh, he was just mentioning, uh, shout out to Triggs every week, my man Triggs. Every week, yep. Every week, uh, he says, "Arm so strong, he has trouble gauging it." At time. And I think that's true. I think, I think Josh. I don't, I don't know if he has trouble gauging it. I just think that Josh believes that he can literally do anything. And right, right. He's proven to himself that he can do anything. So he just goes out there and tries to do it. And every once in a while, he's a couple inches off here. He might be a couple inches off there, and it and it doesn't go the way we want it to go. But, but no, absolutely. Um, so the, I know you, you had a. Yep, I was going to throw that one up. Yeah, you um, you segued to it, and people are wanting to people are wanting to talk about it. So yeah, so Amy <laughs> says, let's not talk about losing our offensive and defensive coordinators. Do you think there will be any distraction for either coach with head coach talks? Um, I let you go first because I know last year you had a take on on kind of late in the seat or in the playoffs. Mm. You had a, ta- a take on that. So let's, yep. let's kind of. So my take was simple, and it holds true. Uh, the NFL last year, you could start talking to coaches uh, with permission when the playoffs began. And a lot of those interviews for the Buffalo Bills took place <clears throat> during the week of preparation for the AFC Championship game, of which the Buffalo Bills came out, and we saw them wildly unprepared. I think we would all agree that the Bills were not overly prepared for that Chiefs game in the AFC Championship game. After that, after the season, the Pagulas proposed a rule change that you could no longer talk to uh, other coaching candidates until after the the championship games have taken place, which to me said, our guys were really distracted because y'all wanted to talk to them, and we went in that game super unprepared and embarrassed ourselves. Well, they changed the rule. They just didn't do that. They made it two weeks before the season ended, which is amazing. But what's funny about that is there was largely – no requests to talk to any coordinators before the season ended, which almost adds weight to, well, then why are we doing it during the playoffs? If, if right, it makes sense, right? Because there was barely any request. And then as soon as the season ended, request, 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 we want to talk to that guy, we want to talk to this guy, we want to talk to that guy. It's just strange. So I think it's, I think it's an absolute distraction. Well, I I think it's a distraction, but I guess my my rebuttal to that would be that it's been like this for for decades yeah. now, yeah. and you know I'm pretty sure you've had teams that have gone on to win the Super Bowl that lost their offensive coordinator that same year or their defensive coordinator that same year. So, like while I understand that Sean McDermott was, you could tell he was peeved, like he was really upset last year. Um, I get it. I get our feelings for it as Bills fans and mm-hmm. we want to win the big one. So, but it's one of those things where it's like, look, every, every team that's good goes through this every year. You're going to lose your coordinator. You're going to lose your assistant GM. You're going to lose, yeah. you know, because you, because you build a winning product and that's what bad teams, when you fire your coach, you want to, you want to do what the other teams did. So I, I, that's just, that's just where we are. Yeah. Yeah. John, John is back. Go ahead. I'll go for it. You got it. You read better than me. 
that is not true. <laughs> Strategically, to my point, uh, let's score early and often. I don't care if we leave time on the clock. Uh, New England's kryptonite is playing from behind. Max Week, I'll be honest with you. New England's rag kryptonite. Om. Rag on. Playing from behind is one thing. If we watched, if we would go back to re recall that game that the Bills last played against the Patriots, the Bills were up by two possessions, I believe, if not three. It was the third quarter. The Bills had just run off a seven-and-a-half-minute drive. We talked about it. And the Patriots decided to run off a eight-minute scoring drive. And I I was good with it. Yeah. yeah keep keep doing score. that. Yeah, <laughs> like, score. You, That's you, okay. <laughs> you want to take eight minutes to score? Be my guest. So there's a, some fundamental issues there, I think, as far as that goes. But uh, and then Trigg says, I just hope Dable doesn't get too cute just because to make himself look amazing during these head coaching interviews. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not touching that one. But if we want to get back to that, so what? So I'm in the camp of we're losing Leslie Frazier and Dable this this off season. I think they're yeah. both gone. So whether they go, and 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 I love the speculation that they're both going to get interviewed by by the Bears. Dable's getting interviewed by the Giants. It, you know, the, there's people that believe that Dable the Bears is Dable's job. However, if, if he goes to the Giants and Leslie's going to get that job, he used to be a part of the Bears. He's part of the '85 Bears and like nostalgia and all that stuff. I think that's great i don't want to see brian dable in miami at all i don't see either of them in miami where do they no. go is it is it a matter of next guy up do they go outside the organization that'll be interesting too if the bills go next guy up and i forget who the the quarterbacks coach is it's right on the tip of my tongue but i can't place dorsey. it uh yeah ken dorsey so if the bills go ken dorsey then there's a kind of an affirmation of sorts there that i'm happy with what we've been getting from the offense Right. If they go out, if McDermott's like, I want something different, that kind of tells you something. There's a storyline there. He went completely someplace else, right? Yeah, well, the first part of that I want to touch on, like you you said you don't want to see Dayball in Miami. My thing is, I, I understand why, like, you know, but at the same time, when he goes to Miami, it's not what he has here in Buffalo. And I right. know that he's coached Tua in college, but Tua is not Josh. I actually got into a debate with somebody, like another podcaster somewhere on Twitter today because he's like comparing Josh and Tua. And he's like, well, everybody was laughing at Josh his first two years. So mm. Tua's, and I'm like, look, we got to stop comparing these guys because yeah. they're not the same player. Like Josh Allen had intangibles that you could see as long as he developed. Tua doesn't have the arm that no. if Tua was in New England, they would say the same thing. He had rag a rag on. It is the same thing. He's not... <laughs> He's not as physical. He can't, he, he might, because he's small, he can be a little shifty at times and kind of yeah. escape, but you, you get one good hit on him. You saw what happened week two. What was it Trey white that got to him and put him out for what? Six weeks, five weeks. Yep. Yep. He, he's, he's just not the kind of guy that um, you can't compare him to Josh Allen. He doesn't have a strong arm. He's, he doesn't, it's just, it's just, it's different. So yeah. If Brian Dayball goes down there, I wish him success anywhere he goes, but I just don't see him going down there and turning that team around right away. I don't think they're they're sure on who they want their quarterback to be. Mm. I don't think that they're sure on um, – first of all, there's there's issues with the organization. For, Brian Flores was not the reason that this team didn't make the playoffs or that this team wasn't – Brian Flores is a, is a good coach, and he's going to be a head coach again this next upcoming season. So – yeah, if Dayball goes there, I would hate it because he's in our division and I I, I got a, a love and affection for him, but we'll smash him two times a year just like we've been doing. So Chris Jenke just said about an hour ago they announced Leslie Frazier has been requested, I'm sure, permission, and he's going to get interviewed by the Dolphins. So Dolphins, Bears, Giants, somebody in there said Jacksonville. You know who is interviewing McDaniels and whoever, oh, Belichick's, or whoever their defensive coordinator is? Nobody. 
Right. Nobody's interviewing them. There's no distraction in New England. Meanwhile, when's my next call and my three-hour interview to talk about the next job I might get where I can make $5 million a year? Man, it's a gift and a curse. I'm going to tell you, like, I understand. I, under, I, I get the whole conversation. But for me, I've been waiting my entire life for this. Like, you know, the last time the bills were this good, I was a kid and I, I I cared, but I didn't care. Sure, sure. Now I care. I love my team and and I've been waiting forever to be good enough that other teams wanted to do what my team was doing. You yeah. know, hey, it's it's it's, it's I'm gonna take the good with the bad. I don't want you guys to go, but hey, if if that if if it means us getting a championship, bye. Get on yeah. out of here, man. Christian, you said Gerard Mayo did get an interview somewhere. I didn't see that anywhere. So they were they were taught they were there was a huge report today on Good Morning Football about uh Shane. Uh, getting an interview with the Giants, like they did a not a spread, but it was basically a full spread, three, four, five minute thing on 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 Shane getting an interview with the Giants today. It was nice. It was kind of cool. So I see Jessica saying Dayball to Jacksonville. I, I I didn't hear Jacksonville. Is that is that reported as well? Uh, there, I think it's everything is speculation. Okay. Well, yeah. Everything uh, is speculation. For me, now I would if I'm gonna if I'm gonna wish either of those guys go anywhere. I would very, very much like to see Dayball in, in Chicago. Very, very much. I think that quarterback that they have there, he's young, and obviously he wasn't ready this year to kind of take over. I, I would love to see him with, with Brian Dayball as his head coach or, you know, some some type of offensive influence in his life. Because I'm telling you, the kid is going to be special. At least yeah. that's what I feel. I think Leslie goes to Chicago. That's just what I think. And then Dayball, to me, it's a, he, I think he's going to get to pick. I think, you know. Tua to me is is not the answer. Um, you know, Daniel, will he get to work with Daniel Jones potentially? Does he get to work with uh, Trevor Lawrence potentially? Trey, you know, uh, not Trey Lance. The kid in uh, Justin Fields in Chicago would be a nice opportunity. I'm more interested. So, as what do the Bills do if they in, do they in fact leave? That's more where the the questions we were going to talk about the conversation we were going to have. Who's who's next? Who you know who comes in? Do they just go next man up? I don't even know that I have an idea. Do you have a thought on you that? You know, I don't. And but this is the part that um, I think this is the we've never had to have this discussion. But I'm curious to see how prepared Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are to make replacements. Because oh, I'm sure they're ready. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm sure they're ready as far as like they may have guys in mind, but do they have fits in mind? Yeah. Because you know, it's like. You know, they, they might look at a guy and say, yeah, he can fit with what we want to do and what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But realistically, you know, you bring somebody else in and that changes the chemistry on things. It's yeah. not the same. You know, Brian Dayball's personality is a reason why the offense loves him. Leslie yeah. Frazier's personality and, and loving like he has a way that he scolds the players. That's not like he's not a jerk. He loves them and, and they can hear it and they feel it. And every single player that I've interviewed from the defense says the same thing about Leslie Frazier. They love his person. They love how caring he is. They love how soft-spoken he is. Yeah. You watch any of those? Um, what, yep. what were the the, uh, the the shows that the Buffalo Bills were doing? Like, like the behind red, the, the scenes and uh, something red and blue beyond 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 blue and red or beyond red and blue or something like that. Yeah. You watch all of those and you watch the draft behind the scenes and all that stuff. And you just look at the way Leslie Frazier interacts with these players. The yeah. way he interviews with the media is the same way he talks to the players. And they love that. For There's sure. a calmness that he brings to a team. Yeah, That's going to be different if you're bringing in a guy that's in somebody's face. And it's going to be different if you're – I'm curious. I, I hope that they – I trust them. We, we've been told to trust the process now for five years. And, it, and it's worked. It's got us yeah. here. 
Yeah. John DeFazio, I think you mean Vic Fangio, not Baggio. So Vic Fangio got fired from oh, Denver. Man. That that has already kind of been oh, <laughs> Baggio. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's kind of been speculated a little bit. Um, I wouldn't necessarily mind Vic Fangio. I don't know much about him. I know he's a great he was a great defensive coordinator. I know that the Broncos had a good defense. Obviously, they had uh Von Miller for a while. I don't know if they're a four three team or a three four team. That's gonna weigh heavily into it because the Bills are not about to switch to a three four. They definitely don't have the personnel for it. So but uh yeah this. do you think yeah. do you think wherever Dayball goes he um that's he another one too Zimmer yeah I, I would love to see Zimmer um with this def I would love to see Zimmer uh do, does he take Mitch I don't know I don't know I mean I just like where I, can you see Mitch getting an opportunity Mitch is such a he's such an enigma because he's one of the few quarterbacks that didn't get re-signed as a winner as much as he didn't have necessarily great numbers and great stats and he doesn't pass the eye test like josh allen passes the eye test he left chicago a winner and i mean baker mayfield i don't know what his record is but he's got to be close to 500 or a winner as well we'll see what happens with him i i there's an aspect i think dave will probably would prefer to have a justin fields or a trevor lawrence versus mitch right mitch is probably limited right yeah Hey, Scott, real quick, I just want to say, because Scott said that Sean has a lot to do with our defense. I want to go, Sean McDermott went on the record to make sure to praise Leslie Frazier and make sure everyone knew that this number one overall defense this year, it was 100% Leslie Frazier, Frazier's defense. He had, yeah, This is yeah. not Sean McDermott's defense. Yeah. Sean McDermott did take over the play calls, I believe, in 19, but that doesn't still mean that he was the one coordinating or designing the plays or designing the, the game plans. He was just calling the plays, but yeah, on defense. My man John back with us. He says, my thought with him was his knowledge of AFC West. I'm for not next, sure who him. For next year, Vic Fangio. So the the, the Bills uh, play the West next year. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no. Do they play the West next year? Um, I know I know our away okay. schedule sucks, so I don't think it's the West. It was the, it was the, it was the Raiders the first COVID year. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. So if you want to talk about something real quick. Um, let's see here. You know what? We can we can talk quickly about the schedule. I'm excited about it. I, I'm I'm trying to hopefully that they I, I hope they open the season up with Green Bay. And I know they probably will wait for that to be in the late the end of the year. If if um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is still there, they'll probably want that to be like a a prime time at the end of the season or something like that. But right, right, man, could you imagine a season opener or the home opener, whether it's the first or second week, or whatever, and you get. Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen, prime yeah. like Monday Night Football, first week of the oh man. It's north and it's north and north. So home is Green Bay, Minnesota, Pittsburgh again, Browns, Tennessee Titans, Jets, obviously Patriots and Dolphins away, Ravens, Bengals, uh, Bears, Lions, Rams. So that's the outlier. Yeah, yeah outlier for the eight for the seventeenth uh, game. Jets, Patriots, Dolphins, Chiefs. Jeez. So we're gonna get the Titans at home for a change. We're going back to Kansas City one more. There's just no game on that away. The LA is the only LA and Miami are the only two good away games. Every other every other away game is garbage. Ravens, Bengals, Bears, Lions, Jets, Patriots, Kansas City. I went to college in Missouri. Missouri's not that great of a place to visit. That's a fun place to watch a football game, but ugh, like it's just I'm going not. to LA. Power to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to LA. That's a fact. Was it three That's hours? How far is it from you? Six hours? Three hours? Five and a half, six. Yeah. 
It's like going to New York from Buffalo. Right, right, right. Well, maybe I'll get a ticket too. So last topic of the evening, and we're getting long in the tooth. We'll end it here. Uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, obviously coming to the city. We know, I said it earlier, we know what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball a lot. The Bills are going to have to buck up and stop the run. The Bills are going to focus on it. We know taking that run game away. And the Patriots are going to, you know, force the Patriots to throw the ball. The question is, is what are the Bills going to do to be effective on offense? And I guess we talked about a little bit Josh B. Josh, right? Do you see that run game being effective against the Patriots defense? Um, To be honest, I I do. I, I didn't because I didn't see us being effective at all. And mm-hmm. and then when the, the shift or when the injuries happen and, yep. you know, now we're shuffling new guys in the offensive line is jailed at the right time. Like it, yeah. they look good they look at good. the right time they and, look good. and motor looks motivated at the right time. And Josh, when he, man, Sunday, he, the one play, and I know ex- you're going to know exactly which one I'm talking about. He, he looked like he was shot out of a cannon, man. Like yeah. the, the moment that he made his mind up to run, it was like, boom, he was gone. So that's, that's what I'm hoping to see out of the run game. And, and if so, man, I, I think, you know, if we can, if we can open it up and, and maybe, our first drive, get a score, second drive, field goal or, or a touchdown as well. And, and we can build a, a little bit of a cushion, man. Let them let them do those eight minute drives like you were talking about. Right. And then also let us do those seven and a half, eight minute drives the same way. And let us let us just take control of the game. Get to actually I would love to run. the just run, man. Get that clock gone. It's going to be yeah. too cold out there for you guys. I know I know a lot of y'all think that the cold is cute. It's going to be cold. I hope y'all, I hope nobody gets out of the thing with frostbite or anything like that. It's going to be cold, bro. Yeah. John says he played college football in Missouri. Where did you play? I'd love to know because I went to – In what uh, position? In what position? I Yeah. So I didn't play football at Evangel where I went to in Springfield, Missouri, but I was the volleyball coach, and it was in a NAIA Division three. So it would be interesting to know if I've been to your school and played, uh, you know, volleyball against you guys. So did I do that? It, did I no, that I did that. And, and, gotcha. No, I did. And Steph, when you go to that Green Bay game, I just said I'm gonna be there for that. I got my guys coming with. I got one of my guys who's a Green Bay fan, and one of my friends out here who he's a Cowboys fan, but he's part of the crew, so he's gonna come too. I want to make sure I meet you. I got to shake your hand or yeah. hug you or something. Real quick before we uh, wrap this show up here in a couple minutes, I do want to talk about our show sponsor, the Market Dominator, John Spascheck, uh, and the Market Dominator team. Here's something cool. John texted me this morning and said he got two new leads yesterday uh off of our shows which is great so um people missouri Valley, uh, uh, yeah I, I know mo valley so i know mo valley well so our basketball team played your guys our evangels your rival team was evangel was the school that i went to which is crazy can he still return punts and kicks i might have to have brandon <laughs> give him a call can you still I, do so that i go to i go to i work out at sta performance which is ben woods gym and ben was ben was a punter for UB, uh, and he tried out. He had a couple different tryouts for a couple of NFL teams and just never made it. And I asked him, I was like, Ben, I was like, you train many Bills players and former Bills. The Bills, like Brandon Bean's kid, trains at your gym. Why did you call Brandon and be like, bro, I can punt? Like, I can do it, man. Just put me out there. <laughs> just give me a chance, coach. But anyway, uh, so here's what's up. If you're in the market to purchase or sell a home, what are you laughing at now? Are you laughing at me? No, go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get to read it. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm that's what I say. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to mute myself so you can get it. In. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a man on a mission. Uh, if you're looking, oh, and he spots light, spotlights me, you jerk. Uh, but we are, uh, if, if you're looking to purchase or sell a home, especially in this market, you want to have the right team on your side. And what I mean by that is if you've ever bought or sold a home before, 
you know what I'm talking about. When the ball is in the other person's court, the other team's court, the other agent's court, they've got paperwork to do. They've got things they got to file. They got to make commitments. They got to do whatever they got to do. It's frustrating and annoying. John basically doesn't allow that kind of like lag, that lull, that I don't know what's going to happen. We hope to find out soon thing happened. John hammers people and stays on top of the situation. His crew, as it pertains to trying to buy a home, when he walks you through a house prospectively, uh, show you what cracks in a foundation are good, not good, but okay, what cracks in a foundation are bad, what to look for, things that you should be aware of. His team is fantastic. And if you're looking to sell a house in this market, one of the worst things you can do is sell it by owner. Now is not the time to do it because you want to maximize the value, and there's ways to do that. A great agent and a group like John's team will do that. Give John a call if you're looking to buy or sell a house. You can reach him. He will answer his phone, 716. This is his personal cell phone number, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You can also find him on Twitter. John is Bill's Mafia. He just changed his Twitter handle. Go find him and follow him. M is in Mary, Dominator716. Now, what were you laughing at? No, just just you. The way you no, it's it's cool. Nothing. It was nothing bad. I promise. I gotcha. Then I, I just yeah. I gotta get the business done. Yeah. No. No. I mean, we got to. That's that's uh, John is our guy. John is our guy. We want to do that every single week. Promise. Joe's Joe and John. Those are my guys. Shout out to mom. Yep. She's she in loves the house. us and I love her. She's in the house. So she was gonna come see you when you did the beer release. I was like, Mom, go see him. She, I don't know if he would really want me. I was like, he would love to see you. Just pop in. I would Sorry. have absolutely have loved to see you, Mom. It's okay. It's gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna we're gonna make that happen. We want to do some uh score predictions with the with the with the crew that's uh, the commenters, the crew that's up in here real quick, or what do we want to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. What is with the Russian bots? Daniel Gowris and whoever else is like deleting all the Russian bots. Thank you. If I can find one, I'll I'll ban him, but they're not they're not showing up in my feed in here. Weird. it's so weird it's it's just strange well, and it's only happening it's only happening on some so, shows and while everybody is um let's let's get some score predictions let's get some uh josh allen stat lines or however you want to do i know score predictions for sure but before we do while, while we're getting those in the comments i do want to throw this out there Ooh, nice. saturday morning saturday morning we are teaming up with pat's pulpit they are basically our sister network um for sb nation so sb nation is presenting to you the super wild card weekend pregame twitter spaces show so we're not going to be live like this to where you can see us i'll probably still be in my pjs my hair will not be done and that's going to be okay because it's still going to be a good show i got my guys from out there in new england joining us they're good guys let's not beat them up too bad but get in there let's talk some mess i've been talking crap all week so nice. make sure you're there uh saturday morning 10 a.m i'll tweet it out so everybody can get the um the link for the spaces joe is going to be there john fiend is going to be there bruce is not going to make it but i guess i got a special guest that it's a special surprise so i, I really would love for everybody to join us saturday morning it's going to be a good time cool. uh, and let's let's get these scores going yeah let's run through this real quick so scott says 28 13 bills dawn says 32 11 it's kiss a ginger day so anybody if you're near dawn give her a little peck on the cheek Trigg says, Allen, two touchdowns, two rushing. Uh, so does he mean two through the air and two rushing? Or does he mean two touchdowns, both rushing? 238, 88 yards rushing. I like that with, number. With that 88 to me yards, was, I'm guessing two touchdowns on yeah. the ground in the air. <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. 27 to 17 is uh, what Trigg says. Uh, Sophia says 21, 13 bills. Uh, Steph says that she loves us, and but she doesn't know about being up at 7 a.m. <laughs> it's 8 a.m. for me. 7 a.m. isn't bad. Come on, get a cup of coffee. 
you know, jump on. Come on. That's hysterical. She says she'll try. That's that's it. I love, Diplex, I love Diplex, stuff, man. Diplex says it, that, that they'll be in. Uh, John Fazio says uh, 27-13. Bills, Josh is on fire. I, Mike says Bills 28-10. Allen 3-15, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. You guys are coming at it. Uh, Amy says uh, 28 to 20 Buffalo Bills. Steph also says 27 to 14. A lot of 20s. I like the 20s better than the 40s. The 40s would make me nervous. Remember the first like four or five weeks of the season, everybody was in the 40s. I was like, man, I don't know. We got Calgary, spoiled from last year. Yeah, Calgary Mafia says 24 to 20. And then uh, this is the one right here. Bills, Bills by a billion. By billion. Man, Pat's, Pat's 21. <laughs> yeah, Trick said he predicts a hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you got for a score in this game? Uh, this one, so... I don't think it's going to be a, a a blowout necessarily in score, but I think it's going to be a dominating performance for the Bills. I think based oh, on, um, I'm telling you, based on who I'm that. talking to, uh, I've been talking to a couple of the guys and then a couple of people around the building. They're they're um they're locked in. Like this isn't this isn't something that they're taking lightly. I know we just beat them a couple of weeks ago. Is it? It doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. It's a whole new season for them. And these guys understand that they have to win these games to get to their goal. And and I'm telling you, Josh is motivated. So mm. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go 40s or anything crazy like that, but I'm going to go 31 to 20. I think the Buffalo Bills are. Um, but I feel like, it's again, it's going to be a dominating performance. So it's going to be like 31 to, to 13. And then garbage time type thing right. they're going to score get that touch so we're going to beat them it, it's not I, I have no doubt in my body right now i'm not telling you go and bet don't go and spend money based on what i'm saying but i have no doubt in my mind i got a couple bets with some people and i win when i bet that's all i'm gonna say where where are you at on the patriots on the ground total numbers rushing um and remember ramondre stevenson is a beast that is a i would love to have ramondre stevenson on this football team he is, but what I, you know, if I'm being honest with you, I don't, I don't think the game is going to go the way that everybody thinks it's going to go. I, I, they're going to run the ball, but I don't think they're going to try to force it. It's not going to be 50 rushes or 45 rushes like it was before. Mac Jones is going to throw the ball. He's not going to throw it 40 times either, but he's going to, he's going to have 25, you know, attempts. It's not going to be the game that we saw when, and when the weather was like that. They understand yeah, yeah. that they're not going to win the game like that again. So I feel like, um, you know, they'll, they'll, They'll get some stuff on the ground. I give them, you know, maybe 120 yards between all the backs. I think they had a, they had a great day. 160 the last time they were in Buffalo. Is that what it was? 160 yards? Mm -hmm. Or was that the Bills that had 160? I can't remember. I don't know what – this is what I predict. I'm going to be nervous. That's my prediction for this football game. I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> like, sure. I, yeah, it's just uh, – this one's going to – this one's going to – yeah, this one's going to have me as far as that goes. I'm going to be nervous through the whole game. Um, I don't know what the score is going to be. Twenty-eight, ten, maybe twenty-eight, thirteen. Nah, I don't know. If there's going to be that many field goals. Probably twenty-eight, ten. But that puts the Bills at what? No, that's four touchdowns and a field goal for them, right? So, I'm going to go with twenty-eight, ten. That's where I'm going to stick. I'm going to land at twenty-eight, ten. What do you What do you think about the run game? You just You just asked me that, and somebody in the comments said, um, "Diplex said uh, closer to two hundred. I I think they're going to have around two hundred yards, two hundred fifty yards, because I think all they're going to do is run the ball. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to be a situation where they're going to beat us by a touchdown because they ran the ball to, for 200 to 250 yards. I think all they have is the run, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to run the football. See, I just – I don't know. And, I'm, and I know I'm more hopeful on certain things, but I think our defense is going to be ready. Like, I really, really do. And I think um, – look, we've, we've, we've started to minimize the huge runs. Yeah. Once, once that, that four, this four-game winning streak started – Look at the stats from this these four games. Well, hang on. 
one of those huge runs was minimized because Damian Harris has a bad hamstring. He'd have had another touchdown in that game against the Bills in Buffalo if he didn't have a bad hamstring. He broke loose. It didn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen. But it could have. <laughs> and my guy is going to be ready. Okay? My guy is going to be ready. Dude, that tackle, where he, that tackle where he busts through the middle against the Jets. He uh, I, like, Literally, I said to McKenna, he's catching bodies out of here. Like... <laughs> bodies, man. Bodies. My boy is going to be ready. They're going to be ready. My man Levi Wallace is going to step up big. My boy, yeah, like, yeah. all of them, they're going to step up. And this, I, I'm listen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna predict. Well, I technically already did predict the Bills really going. To, like I believe this is our year. Yeah. This is our year. Yeah. The Patriots are not. This is not the same Patriots. Let me before we before we end this. I know we're in a little in the overtime. I got to say this. This is not the same Bills team, and this is mm-hmm. not the same Patriots team. Tom Brady lives in Florida. Tom Brady isn't employed by a team in Florida. They don't have the same receivers they had. They don't have Julian Edelman. They don't have whoever they don't have they don't they don't have gronk this is not the same team so yeah the patriots when you go there you do see the six banners hanging and you get and you get to see all the stuff that they brag about but guess what that team is the team of yesteryear that is not the team that we are facing we beat them three times out of the last four games three times out of the last four games and then the one game that they did win it took a miracle for from god for them yeah for sure in the form of of weird weather that comes yeah. to Buffalo. The weather in Buffalo is fine every single day of the week. And then on Sundays or Monday degrees. nights when it's a Bills game, it's a whole thing. 40 degrees today. <laughs> and that's what's been happening. So it took it took a miracle for them to beat us. I'm telling you, we have to, we don't have to have PTSD anymore when it yeah, comes to sure. this Buffalo Bills team. We have the best defense in the league. We have a top three quarterback in the league. But damn it, I feel like he's the best, but he didn't play the best this year because Aaron Rodgers is like and weather next worldly and weather well, yeah but 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 i mean as a whole he he wasn't the best this year and that's okay but we have a top 3 quarterback we have the best defense in the league and i trust my coach i trust my coach so i just i just want to make sure everybody understands like if you don't believe it from me I don't know who you want to believe. Go listen to who my man here. John says, Rico, if you want to listen to Joe, if you want to go listen to Bruce, I don't care who you want to listen to, but I'm telling you, I am telling you, this is not the same team. And you can believe in this team. We finally got our quarterback. It took us 20 years. Mm. We have him. He's there. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's going to bring it. Josh Allen is going to bring the Lombardi trophy to Western New York. Hear me when I tell you, I, this is, listen, I have not been so sure of something in so long. Mm. I have not been more sure of something in so long. Love it. The last time I felt like this is the la- is when I said LeBron James is going to win a championship for the Lakers. Mm. And he did it in the bubble. I'm telling you, Josh Allen is going to bring the Lombardi Trophy to Western New York. And Stefan Diggs is going to do it with him. Mm. I'm telling you. Love it. We'll end it with this one. Bill's <laughs> is par- going to be puckering when he sees Josh Allen Saturday. Can we just, we'll end the show with the fact that Bill Belichick clearly has a lot of respect for Josh Allen, which is funny to me because they met at the side. Josh or uh, Bill Belichick sought him out, which he doesn't do for quarterbacks. He barely does it for head coaches. And he had a moment, hugged him, talked to him, and then like went to the sideline. And what does Josh Allen do? He goes into the tunnel and yells, who the F did you think I was? (laughs) Which I think is hysterical. Who was he yelling at? Was he yelling at Bill or was he yelling at somebody else? So, but, uh, Joe, <laughs> but think about think about in in history, just in sports. 
Yeah. Just think about in history, guys with that level of talent, with that type of fire. Right. Like, like we haven't had it in Buffalo for so long. No, it's been a, it's been a minute. I'm it's been a, it's been listen, a minute. I'm telling y'all, it's happening, man. Take it's us happening. home, bro. Take us home tonight. Hey, y'all know how we do it here with the Hump Day Hotline crew. It's your boy, Jay Spencer King, and my brother, Joe Miller, the voice, the smooth, buttery voice. And we're going <laughs> to want y'all to love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on? Oh, Mom. <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.